This is the Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Welcome in, everyone, to the Michael Wall Show. Back in a brand new week. We're going to have a great time this week, Randy. I'll tell you, a great time this show, talking about a lot of good things. I know you're going to share with our listeners out there all about your 50-mile run last week and how you uh, got your Pilates class in. All very important information. I've decided I'm giving all of this up, Michael. I just, I'm, I'm going to give you my notice. I've been watching yeah. the Olympics. I'm going to become the next expert in the skeleton. I like the idea of going down an icy slope head first at 80 miles an hour. I think mm. this is this is my future. I, I'm liking the look of it. Well, that's interesting because I for, I thought for sure, Randy, what you were going to tell me there is you're going to take up curling. No, 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 curling. Oh, no, <laughs> not even close to dangerous enough. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the skeleton without a helmet. That, that's what I'm gonna do. That's it. Well, I think that's uh, you know you're pressing your luck, baby. You, you know, you're you're doing your thing. Well, hey, welcome into a brand new show this week. We're gonna have a lot of great conversation. If this is the first time you've dialed in. We appreciate you tuning in to the Michael Wall Show. Let me just kind of set it up for you. So each week, first segment of the show, we go over a little bit of motivation, all about helping you live with purpose and live on purpose in life, adding value to you. Typically, second, third segment, we're talking about financial things, the topics of today, uh, what's going on in our world and our economy, and how can we be better financial stewards and make good financial decisions, investment decisions, tax decisions, life decisions, etc. And from time to time, we'll have a guest on. It just so happens today, Randy, we got a great, great friend, Charles Bender. He is a good guy. He's also the CEO, president, if you will, of Place of Hope great organization doing a lot of good things for young people all over the place and, and especially here in South Florida. We also are going to talk about some of the uh, the interesting things that are associated with that market drop that we just recently have. There were a lot of people and a lot of us, you know, we use apps on our phones and a lot of people use financial apps. Well, some of those financial apps crashed when the market was going down. Ooh. So that's that's kind of that's a little worrying, you know, when you've got a lot of money and you're trying to keep track, you want to make some kind of a move and then you can't. Can't when, log in. Yeah, you can't log in. Well, you know, as my wife would say, if you just have an old flip phone or go back to paper, <laughs> you won't have that problem. I, I, <laughs> like, I, babe, listen, use the technology. I know a financial advisor and, and I talked to him and he said, the power's off today. We can't oh. do the radio show. But he said, yeah. I'll tell you this. You, there is no way that the power can go off on a legal pad. So <laughs> says, yeah. I've no, got all got my it. notes here. I'm ready to go when they are. Legal pad <laughs> is on, baby. It's all good. By the way, you can check us out at michaelwallshow.com. So you got questions for the show. You want to reach out to us. Any point in time, something we share that connects with you, you want to, you want to comment on, michaelwallshow.com or give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. For those of you that love and utilize Facebook, great place to uh, interact with us there. Just go to Facebook and then search Michael Wall Show. By the way, if you are listening via podcast, we got listeners all over the place there. I know some of you are newer. Some of you have been listening for a while. Again, we appreciate that. I want to ask for your comments and your ratings. So do me a favor and just either press pause, quick, go comment, go rate the show. Uh, or listen in a little while and then rate the show. I prefer you listen so you know what we're talking about before you do rate it. <laughs> That's beneficial, Randy. Absolutely. But I want to dial in this first segment, and I just want to talk about some things that I think are important. And that is, we're going to talk about the idea of stepping back in your life to work on your life and making sure you're planning in the right garden. And we'll talk about that. But here's what I mean by that, stepping back in your life. You know, so often... 
it's easy for us as we live life. You know, my wife and I, we've been married over 16 years now. It's amazing to think about, but we have, and it's been such a blessing. It's not easy, but it's a blessing, and you got to work at it for sure. But we also have four children. And, you know, our, our oldest is 10 and our youngest, our youngest twins are seven. So we have a 10 and eight and seven year old twins and life can get really busy. And as you're listening to this, I don't know what your story in life is, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have kids, married with kids, whether you're a grandparent, whatever your story is and wherever you are, life can get busy, unnecessarily busy sometimes. I think what happens oftentimes is we find ourselves in a place where we miss out or we veer off the course. I mean, think about driving a car as an example, right? If we're driving a car down the road, if you've ever had that experience, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have, you're driving down the road and you're literally keeping that car on on the road by steering it. Well, you know, when you steer a car, you don't make big jerks. You make little, uh, you know, turns to the left and turns to the right, and that keeps you on the road. You don't, again, you don't make big jerks. And so in life, what happens sometimes, can you imagine we're living our life and we kind of get lazy from time to time? I know inherently for me, I struggle with laziness for sure. Life's busy. You go home, you got kids, you were involved in church, we're involved in uh, other nonprofits, we're involved in a bunch of different things. And you end up saying, man, I just want to sit down and relax. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I love relaxing too. But sometimes while we're relaxing or while we're unplugging, We really need to step back and think about our own life. And what are we doing to actually work on our life? Again, sometimes it can be easier to go work in a nonprofit or or somewhere where we're physically putting hands and feet to it, or maybe just write a check to give to a particular charity. But when it comes to our own personal life and evaluating us and saying, what are we doing to improve our health? What are we doing to improve our mind? This is a big thing today. You know, as we get older, we're seeing more Alzheimer's and dementia than we've ever seen before. This is a big, big issue. And so improving our mind is important. Maybe for many of you, that's years and years away. Some of you, hopefully, and, and you know, we'll, we'll never get there. But what we do know is as we get older, the mind changes and things occur. So improving our health, improving our mind, and then more importantly, improving our overall life. What kind of relationships do we have with our family? What kind of relationships do we have with our friends? What kind of relationships do we have with our kids and grandkids? And are we making it as much of a priority to spend time with our family and the people that are closest to us as we are those that are in the workforce or those that are just acquaintances? And I know sometimes, you know, we can find ourselves because it's just easier. I remember I've often said to my wife, uh, sometimes, you know, it can be a little more challenging to interact and connect if we're honest, interact and connect well with family than it is with, let's say, clients or business or other things. And the reason is, is because, you know, if you work for somebody in business or if you meet a friend that's just kind of an acquaintance type person and it doesn't work out well, you can, you can relinquish that relationship. But with your family, they're your family forever. <laughs> so it can be more challenging. And so my question again is, what are you doing in your life to step back and evaluate your life and not just move so busily forward that you miss out on continually looking for ways to improve what you're doing. This is what's going to maximize our joy as we go through life. Obviously, also being in a place where we have real joy and rooted in things that really matter. I've said it often in the times past of the show, but I always like to share it again. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. God's got a specific plan 
and purpose for your life. What are you doing to fulfill that plan? What are you doing to fulfill that purpose? What are you doing to work towards that purpose? I love these verses in Psalm 1. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Now, when you listen to that, is there any reason you don't want your life to look like that? Bearing fruit in every season, their leaves never wither, they prosper in all they do, and all that goes with that. That takes effort. It takes effort in life, and it takes effort to step back and evaluate. So the other thought that I have for you is make sure you're planting in the right garden. And by that, I mean oftentimes we can easily find ourselves spending too much time in life focusing on things that are not necessarily in the vein of what our giftedness, abilities, and calling really is. So we need to make sure we're planning time and effort into things that push forward what we know we're called to do, what we enjoy to do, and how we can add value to other people. So that is my, uh, Randy's several uh, thoughts here, this first segment, on how to really step back in life, evaluate life, have more joys we go through, and enjoy the, t- enjoy the ride, really. I mean, that's, that's part of what it's about as we live life. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show, and you can find us online very simply, michaelwallshow.com. You've probably seen a little bit about the market ups and downs, and how did you deal with that? Well, many of you have things on your phone that you keep track of news, and maybe your finances as well. Financial apps. Well, as the market had a hiccup, some of those apps had a hiccup too. We'll talk about that and the ups and downs of technology and maybe automating your finances. That's coming up next on The Michael Wall Show. It's a beautiful day. Are you concerned with all the uncertainty that's happening in our country today? and how it will affect your finances. Hi, I'm Michael Wall, founder of Wall Private Wealth and the host of The Michael Wall Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense of the financial world as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions. Be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Michael Wall Show online. Find us, michaelwallshow.com. Well, Michael, with a, uh, a return to volatility, I guess you could say, some ups and downs and where the market has been and continues to go, uh, there's some people out there a little bit worried. As a matter of fact, last Monday, there were 12 times the normal uh, traffic of people making adjustments to their 401ks, which was kind of interesting to me. But another story along those same lines was a couple of the uh, the robo-advisors, one called Betterment and the other called Wealthfront. And these are places where you can keep track of your finances and move money around uh, within your within your portfolio. Some of them were not available 
to there, folks, when the market went down so quickly, so fast, because they were overwhelmed. There was so much traffic. I don't know that we can say that they crashed, but people could not log in. They did not have access to their money. So I thought that was kind of interesting because we talked about technology and your money before and using it properly, but then also having a uh, someone in there who's got a, a team <laughs> member, a personal touch, right? Well, listen, you know, it's, it, it kind of reminds me, uh, first off, you know, you have sheer panic in a lot of ways, which is really unnecessary. Um, now, I'm not saying, you know, technology is good or bad here, but I just want people to stop and think for a minute. You know, regardless of where you live in the country, whether it be, you know, uh, California with the fires or whether it be other, other areas where you have big snowstorms or, you know, in Florida where you have hurricane, you know, people are in a place a lot of times where they'll kind of wait till the, they'll wait till the last minute. Have you noticed that, Randy? I mean, nobody waits till the last minute ever, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody's, everybody's preparing in advance for everything all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, come on now, let's be real. This is America. We're not lazy as <laughs> country <laughs> kidding of course but you know as you're listening to this we can tend to sometimes wait till the last minute i know i, I struggle with it from time to time myself for certain things and i gotta tell you it's like waiting it's, it's like if a big hurricane's coming you say i'm gonna wait till the last minute to get out and then you're surprised that you can't get any gas well, there's no gas at the pumps i can't get out what am i gonna do well surprise uh there's no gas because 800 million people are going to trying to get gas. And when you take a look at um, online structure, you know, at the end of the day, these, these investment structures, really their goal is to try and, you know, help people do things online and give them the ability to have lower costs, lower fees, quote, unquote. Uh, big quotes there, by the, Randy, by the way, Randy. Big air quotes. <clears throat> big quotes. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, here's what we're going to do for you. Here's what it looks like. But there's no real discipline in sitting down and, and doing all of these different things. And, and so when, when people go to log in, it's like, well, what's going on? What's happening? Whatever. The reason there's such mad rush, you know, the old mad dash to the outhouse, right? By Willie Make It and Betty Won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The reason there's such a mad rush to these accounts and this gives you a huge indicator, by the way. Now, let me just share this because at our firm, Wall Private Wealth, as most of you may or may not know, we have a private wealth firm where we help families that have at least a million dollars in investable assets or more. Now, we have a private wealth division starting true private wealth starting at 25, but our, our entry minimum is a million. And we've been helping families for a long time. A lot of people coming in, they want a second opinion on, on what they're doing. Here's what I find. People that are, are running to the exits quick with their wealth or concerned about what's going on or last minute panicking, okay, are people literally that are in a place that they're not comfortable with what's going on with their plan. Think about that. If you were confident with what was going on with your overall financial structure, and you had, you had, not that we can control everything because we can't. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I am saying is we can control how we invest, what we invest, how much risk we have, how much risk we don't have, how much off-market investment structure we have, how much alternative investment structure we have. And, and by the way, you know, the reason this is important, Randy, is we can control all these things and prepare to some degree in advance. Here's what that does is that gives us confidence. We know the markets are going to turn over. This is not a surprise. If you're out there and you're saying, well, geez, I just can't believe the market dropped over a thousand points or, you know, whatever. Listen, wake up. The markets aren't going to continue to go up, up, up forever. They're going to turn over. It's ebbs and flows. It's the way it is. It's one of the reasons that in 2000 to 2010, we had what's called the lost decade decades, 10 years, by the way, in case you didn't know. 
Why do they call it the lost decade? Because the markets made some money in the 90s. All of a sudden, we had the tech bubble burst. We had 9-11. Markets crashed. You may remember 2001, 2002. And by the way, if you didn't know this, the markets were already on a downward slide before those planes hit the buildings in New York City. It was already on a downward slide. So the markets were already coming down. When those planes hit the building, that just accentuated the, the downslide. And then 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7, the markets were up. The Dow was up almost 100 points. 100%, I'm sorry, 100% over that time. And then we had 2008, major slide in the markets. And literally from 2000 to 2010, if you drew a line, the markets would be that, for that 10 years, they would have been essentially negative. And that's why they call it the lost decade. So, and we're in a place as consumers, as investors, as a country, as a globe, where when we see positive, 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 we think it's never going to end. Well, that's not the reality. It is going to end and the market is going to come down. So you got to prepare in advance. If you're following us on Facebook, at least the Wall Private Wealth side, you can go to Wall Private Wealth, check that out. I did a video shot specifically on one of the days, and I sent it out. We, uh, the, our team sent it out on Facebook, and they also sent it out to our clients, just sharing thought and insight on what my perspective and my take was on those markets. And by the way, if you want to receive a copy of that video, send an email uh, to info at leanonthewall.com. Again, info, I-N-F-O, info at leanonthewall.com. Send an email there to our team, and just in the subject line, just write, market video from Facebook or just market video, whatever, and our team will send that out to you. But I got to share with you the fact that in our office here anyways, Randy, we didn't get one phone call. That's interesting. I mean, that's, now the question, that, that's rather telling, I think. Yeah, the question is why? And when I say one phone call, I'm talking about from existing clientele, mm-hmm. existing families we're serving. The reason is because we've prepared in advance We take families through a fair amount of education so they're more confident on why we're doing what we're doing. And that, Randy, is a big piece that people are missing out on. I'm not saying they're all bad, okay, the robo-advisors and all that stuff. But I believe you're – if you're in a place where you're just starting out – you know, and you have a couple thousand dollars to maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know, maybe that's a good solution. In my opinion, there's no real reason to go do that. Just go out and buy a couple mutual funds or ETFs or stocks, depending on how involved you want to be, and you're going to be in it for some time. And then we have some solutions around that coming out as well in the future. But at the end of the day, it's a simple story. But when you get to the place where you have more money, a million plus, well, you've now earned the right to invest and have a better portfolio structure. You've earned the right to invest in alternatives right alongside or similar to investments that, for example, Harvard and Yale endowment models are utilizing, which is what we utilize in portfolios. So these are all things we've earned the right to do. And so I think when you take a look at your investing structure, you've got to take a look at where you are. And if you have a considerable amount of wealth and if you have a lot of fear about markets, you're probably in a place where you need to get a second set of eyes. I can tell you if I'm going to go and, and work with a doctor and have that doctor, God forbid, I got a golf ball sized tumor in my brain and I need a brain tumor removal and I am totally uncertain about that doctor's ability. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably not going to do the surgery. I'm probably going to get a second or third opinion. 
because you only get one shot. And you get in there and do it wrong, you know, you can't say, oops, I took out the wrong part. <laughs> you know, Randy, I think we're going to have to redo this one. Doesn't work like that. And when you're retired or soon going to be retired, when you're 50 plus, you're literally in a place where you cannot get it wrong. You can't. That doesn't mean everything's perfect, but you got to pay attention. And that's why we see a lot of folks really just participating and saying, you know what? We need to get a second opinion on what we're doing. Let's let's do a tailored wealth review and just see where we're at. Let's look at our risk. Let's look at our cost. Is this a little self-serving at this point? Yeah. We've been seen we've seen a lot of value. And I'm going to share in a little bit later what we saw in a portfolio that came over. It just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. From a big company on the island here in Palm Beach. And he's getting no service. And no returns. Nothing. It's crazy. But Randy, that's what I've seen with this robo stuff. Is there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. But, you know, the reason there's panic is because there's not confidence. You don't panic if you're confident in your overall structure. Well, if you don't have that confidence that Michael is talking about, we have a place for you to explore that. It's called Request My Review. It's on our website, michaelwallshow.com. Go to the bottom of the page. You'll see Request My Review. You can leave your name, your email, and comment about what you're interested in. And as Michael has gone through some of the things in this particular segment that it might have caught your ear and you want to find out more about, let's sit down and talk through it together. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Com. Well, I am interested. You got a heck of a tease there, Mr. Michael, about the uh, person on the island. You looked at it, you went, what is going on here? Yeah, crazy. We'll find out what that's all about. Coming up next on The Michael Wall Show. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place I'm Michael Wall, founder of Wall Private Wealth, radio show host and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want investors to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show. Catch up on previous episodes at michaelwallshow.com. Now, back to the show. I can make your hands clap. Said I can make your hands clap. And welcome back to the Michael Wall Show online, michaelwallshow.com. Check out the website today. You'll see that Michael has made comment on Fox Business and CNBC, Bloomberg, USA Today, Smart Money. His book is called Retire Once, Retire Well, and you can explore that as well, all at michaelwallshow.com. Well, we talk about getting that second set of eyes, getting that request to review that we talk about here on the show. And sometimes when you sit down with somebody, you take a look and Michael, you go, what is going on here? You gave us a little tease on that. What happened just recently? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, so we had, we, we connected with a new gentleman. He actually saw us on TV um, segment just before the CBS Sunday morning show uh, every Sunday. And Saw us on there, and he ended up calling the office and came in. We sat down, had a conversation. Randy, I got to tell you, we you know repositioned a portion of the monies initially. It was a firm on the island and pretty well known uh, bank, so to speak, and they were uh, they do have a brokerage division as well. 
I won't mention a name, uh, throw him under the bus, but I will tell you this. He was, he was pretty ticked off when we really dove in and looked at the portfolio because here's what we found out. This was pretty recent. This was like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. We literally looked at the portfolio. We found out, Randy, that uh, over the course of the, the last almost year, the S&P you know, has been up roughly almost 27%. Right. Okay. Roughly. Pretty, pretty strong. His portfolio, a lot of stocks, some preferred securities, some other bonds, some fixed income, some other fixed income, things like that, you know, traded uh, periodically throughout. And of course, he's char- you know, being charged fees, et cetera. He found out that he literally made a, a wash for the year. What does that mean? He literally made nothing. Zero. Wow. Made nothing. And what was interesting, now, not every portfolio comes in and looks like that, obviously, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, what is going on here? You know, we're hiring these people to help me with my money. We're paying them a fee. They're making trades. And he didn't even really know fully what he was making. Hmm. And I, I find that to be the case a lot of times. People don't know. They really don't know. If I say, well, what, you know, what's your return last year, two years, three years, whatever, four years on your portfolio? And I, you know, I, I think it's this. And then we dial it in and we find out it's not even close to that. <laughs> He had no clue. And it's, you listen, he's got a couple businesses. He's doing his thing. He's starting another company. Really great guy. But he's in at a place. I mean, that's just flat out abuse. All that to be said, we looked at that and I thought, this is unbelievable. And he was frustrated, really frustrated. And then he sent me a, a little piece. He's like, this is what they're sending out to their, their clients now that are concerned about stuff, whatever. And it was general market commentary. You know, it's just general nonsense noise about markets in general. The S&P this and the Dow that and the global this and whatever. Well, I don't know about you, but I really don't care about what globally is going on here or there and what's happening with the Dow overall. I mean, yeah, it's important. What I care about is how does what's going on out there affect my money? How does it connect with my money? I don't care about the Japanese economy. I care about my portfolio. And so there was a little bit of disconnect there. So the bottom line is he was frustrated. We were able to help him. It was a beautiful thing. I'm glad we were able to connect with him and add value. But I'll tell you, Randy, it's just amazing to me how much distraction is out there. That's why I get so passionate on this show, by the way, because it's, there's so much financial noise. It's distraction. And people are literally deer in the headlights. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to trust. And I get it. You know, you listen to this radio show. And there's 15,000 other financial radio shows on different markets all over the country talking about call now for your uh, next thing, next best thing since sliced bread. And it's like, how in the world do you know who to trust? And so I think part of it is my goal with this show anyways is helping people literally just step back and think on their own. Giving them the pull, the tools, the power, the questions, the ability to step back and say, okay, wait a minute. Let me just kind of navigate through some of the fog. That's why we wrote the book, Randy. We weren't trying to write a novel. It's 110 pages. It's designed, somebody could pick it up and read it in a couple days. If you're a fast reader, you can read it in a day. And the goal is literally for you to be able to get some insight and questions so you can make better decisions. 
at the end of the show, you're always saying, I mean, your mantra is provide value. You add value to somebody's life. And right. when you talk about, we've, we've had many discussions on this show about fees. And you said fees are not a bad thing if you're getting value for right. what you are paying. So right. obviously this gentleman that you talked to was not getting value. He was paying and he wasn't getting good service. And I mean, that's an evaluation that you should be able to make. And I think that's why people, you know, listen to shows like this. They're looking to see if they can get more value for their money. Right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we work hard for what we have. We should look for ways to get more value. You know, the number one reason people don't take advantage of more value in their in their portfolios and their life financially, and not even just financially, but just in general, health, uh, wealth, family, whatever. You know why people don't take advantage of more value, Randy? The, there's one reason. You know what it is? No. Laziness. <laughs> it's laziness. I remember when I was on the book field, I sold books door to door in the summertime which was very exciting. Lumberton, North Carolina, very first summer. I'll never forget it. I'm out, shorts, t-shirt, knocking door to door, selling a Bible, children's Bibles, basic knowledge, basic health, videos. If you remember James Dobson, you know, back in the day, Mm -hmm. Adventures in Odyssey videos. I'm I'm literally out there knocking door to door. I'll never forget, by the way, there was one time I was knocking on a door and I showed up. The guys are like out in the country and the guys there comes to the door with a shotgun. And I'm like, uh, I think I'm at the wrong house. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <clears throat> but, you know, at the end of the day, I learned a lot from that experience. And one of the things that stayed with me, Randy, is something that was kind of preached to us all the time when we were going out. Because it was hard. It was a tough environment. 80 hours a week, knocking door to door. I learned a tremendous amount of char- character. I learned a tremendous amount of uh, work ethic and, and really mental strength and stability during those times. But one of the things I'll never forget is they always told us, if you haven't created a lot of opportunity, if you don't have a lot of opportunity, if you're not selling a lot of books, it's probably because you're not doing a lot of the right things. (laughs) Stop stewing and start doing is what they said all the time. Stop stewing and start doing. You know, worries like a rocking chair. We've heard it before. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So laziness is the number one reason. People are listening to this show. They're listening to other shows, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're looking at things they're like, oh, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that, but they never apply anything. The only way knowledge works is if you apply it. That's it. You can be the smartest person in the world and, and read a dictionary and know every, you know, word by heart or other things by heart, but if you don't apply things, that actually create value for other people, which results in revenue and money, and which results in richness of life and all the things that go with it, we're literally in a place where we are not going to move forward. Knowledge is great, but application is better. And so that's why we always challenge people, Randy, to go to michaelwallshow.com. Reach out to us. A comment on what we're doing. If you want a second opinion or wealth, great. Reach out to us about that. If you want to share a thought about what how this impacted your life, we want to hear that. If you have a question about what you want us to share on the next show, we want to hear that. Take steps in your life. Start the process of taking steps. Maybe you are a very forward thinking. Maybe you are someone who's, you know, done a great job and, and very successful. And I know a lot of our listeners are very successful, and that's great. But maybe you found yourself kind of falling in a lull in certain areas and, and phases of your life of kind of laziness. And uh, you got to do that. I want to. I want to transition real quick, Randy. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about the whole idea before of to Disney or not to Disney. <laughs> and when I say Disney, I'm talking about Disney World. By the way, if you're listening to this, because our kids we're getting ready to. We've never been there. You know, we're in Florida full time now. 
Uh, we, we're from Pennsylvania originally, kind of Florida full-time now. We have clients in a variety of states. But I was leaving, uh, I go to Christ Fellowship, I was leaving a church last Sunday. Todd, uh, the senior pastor, is a good friend. He said to me, I was talking to him about, you know, his, I know he likes Disney. And he said, you never, you have never been to Disney? Like, like it's a cardinal sin. What's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> you never, you live two hours, two and a half hours away. You've never been to Disney. And uh, the answer is no, we haven't, uh, you know, but we're, we're gonna, we're gonna make the effort and we're gonna go there and have a good time. But one of the reasons I brought that up, Randy, is because not just because the kids are gonna have fun and we're gonna have a good time. And hopefully I think of Jim Gaffigan talking about, okay, hmm, let me think, where can I go and spend an absorbent amount of money and uh, be miserable all day long because my kids are saying they're wore out and tired and it's in the sun. Mm, let me see uh, Disney. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're there and G- uh, Gaffigan, at the end of the day, the parents are like, why did I do this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> my favorite Disney story is uh, I was there on a radio thing and we were doing the broadcast and everything like that, but we had just finished our, our morning show and and uh, the park was now open, and there was a guy and a kid. He was, he's a, imagine a big mountain of a man, probably about six foot three, kind of unshaven. He's got a muscle shirt on and shorts and black socks, and he's holding on to a kid. And the the kids are misbehaving, and he's looking at this kid and he's yelling at him. And he's going, "You listen to me. If you don't straighten up, we're going right home." <laughs> and I looked at my watch, and it was nine fifteen a.m. <laughs> a.m. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It is. Uh, you got to pack your patience when you go yeah. to Disney. That is for sure. Don't don't pray for patience, brother. I, I have learned that because God will give you the opportunity to to exercise it. And I do. I do not pray for patience anymore. I can tell you that right now. But you know, it's interesting. I, I brought that up because you know we talked about laziness before, and then Disney and all this stuff. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see it. I'll let you know how that trip goes when we get back. You know, but. It's it's really something I bring it up because Disney really I mean what they've done over the years Randy is they have created in a lot of ways a culture of excellence I mean you know I mean it's it's the in a lot of ways the elite when it comes to child entertainment even adult entertainment because um, you know adults go as children they love it I mean they're just you see a lot of people fall in love with Disney and it's like a a lifetime thing for a lot of people and the reason is is because of their excellence. They haven't sat on their laurels, I guess, and they're willing to change. They're willing to innovate. They're willing to do new things. They have to. You must. And that's that's a, a big part of everything that we do in life as we interact with families and, and help clients with, with wealth and, and just in general motivation and all of these different things. It's really, really important. Got to do these different things. By the way, if you want to follow a little bit about what we're doing, uh, go to either Wall Private Wealth on Facebook or Michael Wall Show and you'll get a chance to see what we're doing there and also see what we're doing in Disney and all this other stuff. But Randy, I just think that's important. They've, they've committed to a culture of excellence and that matters. And obviously we see the result of that. Well, let me tell you, I've been to Disney many times. Most of it has been with radio functions and things like that, but they opened up. I highly recommend this and I don't care how long the line is. It is absolutely worth it. If you drive 17 hours to Disney and you stand in line for three Three hours is worth it if you go to the Animal Kingdom and you go to the new Pandora World and you take the the flight of Avatar. If you do that ride, that mm-hmm. is the greatest thing that I have ever been on. It, is that right? It really, truly is. Right. It is the am- most amazing visual experience that you will ever be on. Flight I, I, of Avatar. Flight of Ava- Avatar. You, if you've ever seen the Avatar movie, then you know that the uh, those kind of dragon-looking things that they ride, well, you kind of ride on one of those. 
It's unbelievable. I love it. I love it. You got to so, do it. Flight of Avatar, we'll yep. dial that in. Have if you're that. listening to this and you got other Disney tips, reach out to us, Michael Walsh Show <laughs> on Facebook. Post them on there. We're going to be talking about that experience and how that all goes. But, you know, it's just culture of excellence. I love that, Randy. It's important. All right. Well, another guy who's brought excellence to what he does and to an awful lot of people is Charles Bender. Yeah, he big is time. The guy who's out there in big front time. at Place of Hope. He's a good friend of the program. And we're yep. going to have him next here on The Michael Walsh Show. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Thanks for joining us for the Michael Wall Show. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. We are joined live in studio with one of my favorite people, not only because he can run the marathon in less than three minutes, but he can also swim and, and fly and uh, faster than a speeding bullet. You've heard it said before. No, it's Charles Bender live in studio. He is a CEO of Place of Hope, great organization. We're blessed to be involved with them and uh, really participating in adding value to kids' lives and people that can't help themselves. Charles, thanks so much for taking a few moments and joining us. Thank you for having me here. I don't know where you heard about that marathon running, but um, other than that, thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had heard that you were uh, setting some records in the gym the other day, so I just wanted to dial that in and make sure I was getting the correct information. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yes, possibly. Okay, good, mm-hmm. good. So you're on there. I know, You know, listen, I walked in, and this is the cool thing. This is why Charles is such an inspiration, because I walked into the gym after he was there, in my own mind, of course, and uh, there were no plates left for me to do bench press. I, he must be got them all on his bar. So he's uh, he's moving he's moving along the way. I love that. I love Absolutely. that. So tell us a little bit. Charles has uh, been a guest before, and I wanted to have Charles back in. By the way, if you missed the first couple segments of the show, go to michaelwallshow.com. Check us out. Check those segments out. Charles has been really spearheading a lot of the movement and momentum for Place of Hope for a long time. You've been with them now as the as the president and CEO for how long? Coming up on 18 years. Yeah. Just just amazing. And by the way, if you've never heard of Place of Hope, great organization. If somebody's dialing in right now and they're listening, we have we have radio listeners, podcast listeners from all over the world. Give us or give the listeners if you would Charles maybe just a quick you know, 30-second overview or whatever, what is Place of Hope? Yeah, thank you. We're, you know, the neediest kids in our community are the ones that have to be removed by the state of Florida for imminent danger, abuse, mm-hmm. neglect, abandonment. Uh, the state goes in, they see, they see horrible things happening in these kids' lives, and if, they, if it's done right, they remove them, at least for a period of time. They've got to go into what most people know as the foster care system. 
That system has a lot of different ways to handle different needs of different children. Um, but we have gotten into that space, you know, close to 20 years ago with a faith-based family style approach, which is an approach to actually grow kids up. Cause you don't know if they're going to be in that system short-term, long-term, somewhere in between. But every day, as you know, having your own kids is an opportunity to plant seeds and to right. get them going in the right, or unfortunately it could be the wrong direction. So ours is a holistic approach. It's organic, it's family-based, and it now extends from Northern Broward all the way up to Vero Beach. We've got about 345 kids and youth wow. and otherwise homeless youth and families with kids in our care and a lot of different things and that we do in their lives programmatically, but it's all kinds of different housing and the things that they essentially need to even think about getting to the next level. And when you look at these kids, you know, the organization and everything else, Charles, in your mind, as you see it, we're going to talk in a little bit about some of the things with prevention, with human trafficking and the big deal about that. We want to talk about awareness about that in just a moment. But before we get there, if you were to look at your organization today, I mean, the Hope Bash is coming up. I'm excited about we, We're blessed to be able to kind of be part of the sponsorship there, which is yeah. great. Uh, already sold out. Completely, right? completely sold, completely out. sold we, out. But but we have a waiting list. And yeah. sometimes sometimes that you know moves forward. Yeah, so stay dialed in because you know next year it's even going to be bigger too. Absolutely. So we wanna, you want to dial that in. But if you had to say there's one or two things, Charles, right now that you say, you know, these are kind of pressing needs or issues that we're facing, what would, what would come to top of mind? One of the things that our community as a whole is facing, and I'd say Florida as a whole is facing mm-hmm. this, and you know about these issues of affordable housing. Yeah, We're not affordable housing providers, but what we are is transitional housing providers mm-hmm. for taking the kids from their youth and they become adults, and you can't just let them drop off the face of the planet and make it on their own. Right. We don't do that with our own children and our biological families, but much less kids. Sometimes. Do sometimes we do. <laughs> and sometimes they make that choice to do it, and they yeah. come back later and say, could you help me out? But yeah. kids le- exiting the foster care system Mm -hmm. they need the additional bridge and so we have a program called villages of hope it's historically been full since the day we opened it over 10 years ago Mm -hmm. but a big expansion area for us right now at our in our on our property down in boca raton which you know serves county-wide and even regionally is this villages of hope model which is taking kids they turn 18 they need a place to go they get an apartment they have to work they have to go to school they have to be responsible they have to live a certain way and they've got to be focused on the future and the idea is to get them to be independent one day it's a bridge of a program nobody's really touching this space michael in this community there is no such thing as true affordable housing you look at the fair market rent schedules it doesn't really exist for people who are Mm -hmm. coming from a bad place and really wanting to trying to make it we're getting ready to build 64 more beds for wow. buildings down wow. in Boca. We're raising the money to do that, but it's coming. It's already coming out of the ground and we're excited so, about it. So what's the need there, Charles? Are they still, I mean, is it is it considerable? How far away are we as far as capital raised to get to where we need to make that happen? So the infrastructure is going in right now. We've mm-hmm. raised the majority of that money and it's a big project down there. It's, you know, developing 10 vacant acres and you know what wow. goes into that. Yeah. So that's just about done. We've got the form boards up on the first uh, eight unit, two, two bedrooms a piece uh, building that's coming out of the ground. We've raised a good portion of that funding. We, we need to furnish it and so forth. So we're working on that. Uh, and then the next three buildings, we haven't raised any of that money yet. But wow, okay. there is a tremendous need. I mean, that's clearly one of the greatest needs in our community for these kids and these youth. Which is big. And I love the fact that there's parameters wrapped around that. It's not like, hey, just come live here for free, hang out, and we'll continue Absolutely. to extend. It's like, you got to go to work. You got to get your life right. You got to live a certain way. We want to make sure that we're helping you be productive members of society, which I think is a huge piece that a lot of people are missing today. All right, we have just a few minutes left, and I want to dive into I don't want to miss this. Talk about the whole issue of prevention, human trafficking. This is a big, big issue today in the world. America is one of the largest consumers of human trafficking, unfortunately. But 
Um, what is Place of Hope doing to kind of wrap their arms around this and, and making companies? You talked about we talked a little bit about off air companies being aware. What are you guys doing there in this process? Well, so fortunately, on the residential side of what we do for many, many years, pretty much since the day we launched, we have been taking in victims of human trafficking, sexual exploitation, mm. uh, victims of rape. We've been taking in also young boys who are, are victims of uh, human trafficking in the labor side of things. Wow! And so we're able to take them in and do what we do with any other kid in our care, and that's to get them towards hope and healing. And a lot of different things obviously go into that. All of our different programs have historically served these kids. One of the things we have not done is we haven't been, so here we are on the, on the cusp of, you know, m- bigger organization than anybody taking care of these, these victims in our community. Yep. But yeah, we don't go out and we t- talk about the issue. <laughs> hmm. And so we have launched a prevention and education model that goes out into local businesses, civic organizations, whatever the organization is that wants to hear about this issue. You don't have to be on the front line of human trafficking mm-hmm. uh, in order for your people to understand what to be looking out for. Florida ranks third in the nation for verified cases of human trafficking. Mm. Wow. Third in the nation. Wow, that's so huge. it's happening in yeah. our neighborhoods. It's yeah. happening behind gated communities. Mm-hmm. It's happening everywhere. And we just don't recognize it or realize it. And so we have a model now to go in and say, here's what to look for. If you see this happening, there's a good chance somebody's being exploited. And mm-hmm. here's what you do about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's ways to engage in volunteering with this new model that we have. So. Yeah, I love it. Well, awareness is the key. And if you don't let people know what's going on, I mean, you're not going to raise the funds for it. You're not going to solve problems. You're not going to do that. I had a great conversation uh, a little while back with Paul and Kathy Leone, obviously from the Breakers. Yeah. Great, great people and very involved in in that process as well. Yeah, just great, great people there. And Charles, uh, I know just last thing I'm going to share for those of you that are that are doubting out there, you're listening. Uh, some of you that are listening each and every week might be clients of our firm. I want to make sure that I, I'm mentioning this in case I forget it, but also some of you, uh, most of you, a lot of you aren't, which is fine as well. And, and you, we're in a place where we're saying, how can we add more value? How can we be in a place where we can get to where we want to go? And Place of Hope's a great organization. They are in the process of continuing to build out an endowment themselves, which will give the ability to raise capital, to have really put longevity out there. So there's not a, a need that comes up that can't be fulfilled. And so if you have questions about how you want to be involved, Maybe you're selling a company. Maybe maybe you're in a place where you're retired and, and you just have your portfolio, but you're like, you know, I just want to get involved with a place that's really adding value to kids' lives. And maybe you want to donate some to that endowment. I want to challenge you to reach out uh, either to placeofhope.com or reach out to us, michaelwalshow.com, and we'll make sure we can dial that in for you for that. As far as uh, one last thought is if a company's out there and they want to raise awareness for their employees for this trafficking is that just go to placeofhope.com and say, hey, we want to be involved with... Yes, absolutely. Um, Come to our website, call yeah. the main office, you know, the numbers on the website, ask for me particularly. Yeah. And we can. What we'd like to do is just come in and take a couple minutes to talk to you about what that would look like. And, yeah. come, and we have some sizable companies in the community that are bringing us in already. So we're excited about it. Which is good. And the key there, folks, is you got to know what to look for. If you don't know what to look for, you won't be able to pick it out. My wife just right. had an experience the other day and she shared some things, uh, a potential opportunity of you know saving somebody that way as well. So Charles, thanks so much for coming in, dialing in, sharing thoughts. And uh, just kind of give us an update on what you guys are doing at Place of Hope. Thank you. And thanks for your leadership in our Hope Bash this year as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a great time. So, Charles, thanks again for joining us. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you. I just want to stay in the sun where I find. I know it's hard sometimes. Pieces of peace. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place 
I'm Michael Wall, founder of Wall Private Wealth, radio show host and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want investors to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Online, find us, michaelwallshow.com. Good to visit once again with Charles Bender there from Place of Hope, Michael. And uh, I got I to gotta hold you to this because, you know, at the beginning of the show, you say, here's all the stuff we're going to do. And it's my job to make sure we do all the stuff you say we're going to do. <laughs> and, and I love so, it. Simple steps to financially prepare for any economy. I think that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty good for right now because we have experienced some ups and some downs and people might be looking for information like that. Well, it is important. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not that complicated, but it is, it does take effort. You know, this is an important time. Markets are at all time highs. They literally are. And I know a lot of people are, hey, the market's going to go up, market's going to go up, market's going to go up. I am not a naysayer necessarily on the market. Listen, I'm fine with our investments being invested in the market. Obviously, we want to maximize our investments. We should always be interested and open to new opportunity. We should always be open to second opinions and ideas. I mean, my goodness, if we're in a place where we're like, hey, we want to maximize our wealth and we're not open to new ideas and opinions, then we're not really interested in maximizing our wealth. So the simple steps to really protecting and advance in any economy is the number one, Randy, understanding where we are in the stage of life we're in. You know, are we in the accumulation phase? That's younger. That's when we're in our 20s and 30s and 40s, potentially. We're accumulating assets. We're, we're, we're continuing to grow, grow, grow. To some point in time, the purpose of the growth is so that way we can retire and live comfortably on what we have. That doesn't mean you stop working altogether or maybe you don't still use your talents, gifts, and abilities in other arenas. But essentially, you are in a place where financially you have enough wealth set aside that if you did not do anything to generate day-to-day uh, -day income, you would be fine. So that's the accumulation stage. And if we're in that stage, we're probably taking a little bit more risk. You know, we're probably going to be in markets a little bit more, and we're probably okay with a little bit of market volatility or market volatility in general because we have a longer time horizon. Now, if we're in the protection stage, preservation and distribution stage, that's the stage where we're literally, you know, 50, 55 plus, we're retired or retiring, and our mindset must start to shift because now the focus cannot be, I'm going to grow my money to make as much money as I can because at this point, we already have wealth. We've obtained a certain level of wealth. Now the focus has to be, okay, here's what I want to do now. I want to shift the positioning and the thinking to say, okay, I want to protect the wealth that I have and I want to grow it reasonably and I also want to do tax planning around it. So the simple steps, the first step is understanding the phase of life you're in. Are you in the accumulation stage or are you in the preservation and distribution stage? That's the first step. The second step is understanding if you're in that stage, what are the steps that I need to do or what are the steps that I need to take to maximize the wealth that I have? If you're in accumulation, you might want to be adding more monies each and every month to save towards retirement or just you know repositioning your portfolio in general. If you're in preservation and distribution, you might want to ask yourself the question, okay, 
let's say the market never turns over and goes down. Let's say it just keeps going up forever, which is not going to happen. But if it does, is there a way that I can improve and actually make more gain on my portfolio? And number two, if it does turn over and go down, and when it turns over and goes down is really the the correct way to say that, because it's going to happen at some point, what is going to happen in my portfolio? We need to know the answer to that question in advance. The third thing we need to do, especially if we're in the preservation and distribution stage, is we need to make sure that we are allocating a portion of our portfolio to off-market investment structures. You know, the Harvard and Yale Endowment models, I talk about it a lot, have done a really, really good job at that. The reason is, is because they've done a lot of off-market structures. So number one, understand your phase. Number two, make sure you understand what changes you need to make in your phase. And number three, look for new ideas and ways to continue to improve what you're currently doing, as well as taking advantage of tax strategy. Those simple steps will allow you the ability to maximize your portfolio. And Randy, this is something that we see folks will come in, they'll sit down and say, I need help getting a second set of eyes and evaluating this to make sure I'm on the right path. So it's pretty simple, but you got to take the time and step back and think outside the box and think differently to maximize where you're going long-term. And a great way to start would be to go to our website today as we continue uh, the show and just about to bring it to a close today, michaelwalshow.com. Down at the bottom of the page, there is a button there that says, request my review. Leave your name, your email, your comment, uh, what you are interested in to talk to Michael about. We'll have our team reach out to you and we can sit down and start that conversation. Mike, we're just about out of time here. I'm going to give you the last word for today. Yeah, I appreciate that, Randy. And, and as you're listening to the show, if you missed the first parts, beginning part, we talked about a lot of great things, great motivation in the beginning from about working on your life. We talked about a great conversation with Charles Bender and just a variety of other things that you don't want to miss. So go back and listen to it. If you're not subscribed, go to michaelwallshow.com. Here is our challenge as we do each and every week. My goal is to encourage you to go out and live life with purpose so you can live on purpose. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at The Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group Inc.